Welcome everybody to Respawn Ready, Geek Network show that's about video games. I am your second tier host, Keith, stepping in for Crozen, who's not able to make it tonight. And I'm joined as always by my Star Wars psychic, who's always at my side host, Way. Hello, hello. Man, did I play a great game this week. Awesome. I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> I didn't play much this week, so um, we'll definitely want to see what you did. But uh, I did have a few bits of news that I wanted to go ahead and go over. Um, the first thing I wanted to go ahead and uh, talk about is we are starting the early, um, the I guess the, um, what's the word I would use? Early access for the Amazon Luna, which is Amazon's brand new video game streaming service. It's like the Stadia. Uh, but it's the new one. Uh, it is accessible on Fire TV, PC, Apple devices, and Android. Um, you can purchase a controller for it, and it's, it runs about 50 bucks, and it looks a lot like Nintendo's controller. Um, so you also will have access to the Ubisoft channel on it as well. So quite a few games, quite a bit of stuff that would be able to uh, play on there. I'm not a streaming games person. I don't think it's honestly a good way to really play a game. Um, if nothing else due to input lag, you know, but some people, this would be an optimal way to, uh, play games. So, yeah. Yep. Um, and a couple of cool games that are going to be on there. Um, I mean, that, the control is going to be on there. I know you recently played control. Oh, um, fuck yeah. Son- Great game. Sonic mania, resident evil biohazard and Assassin's Creed Valhalla will be on there. Oh, so nice. that's kind of cool. Yep. Uh, next bit of news. We can now pre-order PlayStation 5 games on the PlayStation Store. Uh, so I know we were talking about this earlier in the week. Oh. Uh, I know somebody was talking about ordering, was it Miles Morales in the group chat, I think it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, now you can go ahead and order them so that you have them pre-ordered. Um, I'm, I'm a physical guy, so I'm going to want physical copies of them, so that doesn't really appeal to me. Yeah. But it's still kind of cool. A lot of people like digital, you know, especially if you're going to get that discless version. You know, it's nice to go ahead and load up on that stuff. So, um, And then the next thing I want to mention is American politician and Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez <laughs> was streaming on Twitch playing Among Us with oh, no se- several other streamers. Um, she reached out on Twitter and said, hey, would anyone be interested in playing the game? among us with me on Twitch and we can promote, you know, going out to vote and a whole bunch of streamers decided to play with her. Um, she had so many people watching that she had the third highest uh, like uh, watch watching population in Twitch history, basically. That's so, cool. <laughs> yeah. She, um, she did talk. Uh, she's, she's kind of a gamer apparently. Um, she was talking uh, recently about Animal Crossing New Horizons quite a bit, and uh, apparently she loves the Nintendo 64, especially Pokemon Snap, which oh, who doesn't yeah. like? <laughs> so if I didn't love her already, <laughs> like, seriously, yeah. So that's great. Um, and then um, the next thing I want to mention is the. Um, Uh, A little bit, because we know we're getting some new Resident Evil material as far as movies and TV shows go. Mm -hmm. But this could have been on Respawn. I mean, on Binge, but I wanted to bring it up on Respawn because uh, the two people that made the movie Haunt, which is coming out this week, 
um, they're the people that made A Quiet Place. They wrote it, and John Krasinski directed it. And their names are Scott Beck and Brian Woods. And um, they gave an interview, and one of the projects that they once had a meeting about was a Resident Evil film. Ooh, okay. So imagine the people that did A Quiet Place doing a Resident Evil film. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, they they kind of talked about what they would want to do, like as far as like the direction they would have gone. And this sounds really interesting. I was kind of curious. I wanted to bring it up with you. Um, so they talked about how like the first um, the first game was so cinematic and stuff. So uh, they thought the zombie genre has gotten so tired, and you know, same things we say a lot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they said. Maybe you could approach it like Sam Mendez approached 1917 and just do this insane, outrageous oneer in the zombie genre. Oh, damn. See, that'd be, <laughs> that'd be a great fresh take because it would just like kind of give you like that whole that that narrow tunnel vision of just having all the zombies around you since you're just following like the the, the protagonist very closely. I mm-hmm. would really like that. Yeah, me too. So that's a really cool idea. It would have been great, but obviously they weren't. Uh, they said basically mm-hmm. beyond that, they didn't really have anything more to contribute. That's pretty much the only idea they had. So, um, and about their new movie, just to give it a quick uh, uh, plug, because it is Halloween season, um, and this is a horror movie called Haunt, and uh, it's the description on Halloween a group of friends encounter an extreme, quote, haunted house that promises to feed on their darkest fears. The night turns deadly as they come to the horrifying realization that some nightmares are very real. <laughs> so, yep, sounds kind of cool. Doesn't look like it's a very high budget movie. Um, looks like it's mostly actors and actresses that I'm not aware of. So, that's pretty cool, though. You know, uh, a lot of horror movies can get away with that. You know, way more than other genres. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, and then we have a bit of Miles Morales news. Um. Again, we're we're very hyped for this, Mean Host Way specifically, because not only are we video game fans, not only are we PlayStation boys, not only are we comic book fans, specifically <laughs> we're Miles Morales fans. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, we're very excited. Um so we uh we did get uh character bios and quotes uh, from four different people that are gonna be featured in the new Spider Man game. Ooh, okay. Uh so Miles is the first one, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then his best friend, Genki, mm-hmm. who, or Gank, however you want to pronounce it. Um, and then uh, also Danica Hart and Haley Cooper. Ooh, uh, okay. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about this. Um, Danica, if you don't know, is a podcast host in the, in the universe. Uh, her podcast is called The Danicast. And so she's our competitor, uh, <laughs> but she's act- she's one of those people that supports Spider-Man as a hero against the typical Spider-Man's a menace kind of thing. So, and then Haley Cooper is a graffiti artist, and uh, it, and she um, apparently she has a hearing impairment, and I think she's going to play a major part in the story. It's really cool to think about. You think back to Spider-Verse. And with Miles, you know, being an artist, doing graffiti and stuff. And then now we have a female character being introduced as a graffiti artist. Like, are we going to have like a fetch quest? Like, imagine if a Miles fetch or like one of his like collection quests is he has to go to certain places and spray graffiti. You know what I mean? Instead of catching yeah. a pigeon. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so, uh, so that's pretty cool. I like that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. I'm pretty excited about it. 
Um, Miles, uh, for those who've, who've never read a Miles uh, Morales comic book before, and we're on Respawn, so there might you people might be out there. Um, basically, do you like Ned in the new Spider-Man films? Because that's basically Miles's, that's a Miles story. His best friend is basically Ned. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. He's basically Yankee. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, they they have really great chemistry. I love them a lot, and I love Ned too. Don't get me wrong, but that's very much I was kind of like, well, now they can't do that with Miles, you know, <laughs> like that would look mm-hmm. stupid. So, right, yeah, but I'm excited for that. Um, also, Apex Legends, my favorite game, we all know, is um, they're introducing wall running. So Ooh, okay. Yeah, which, for those who don't know, Apex Legends is based on Titanfall. Um, It's all the same controls as Titanfall. And one of the biggest things with Titanfall is the wall running. And it's so much fun. It's so addictive. Uh, They're introducing it to the Apex Legends game, but it is only going to be available, at this moment at least, for a limited game time, or game mode. Limited time game mode. Um, So, but in the past, they have done... um, They've done limited game modes that have become more permanent. They've introduced, you know, things like that. So if it becomes really popular, we might be getting that more. Uh, we'll see. Um, the Halloween event is going to start on October 22nd for Apex Legends. And I'm very excited because every time they do a lot of, like, fun things, they do one where they, um, it's like a zombie survival game where, they drop, let's say, 40 players, and then the circle shrinks just like they normally do and everything, but if you get killed, you're immediately resurrected as a shadow zombie, and you can run like three times as fast, you can climb walls, but you can't use weapons. And so then your point, your purpose becomes to kill everybody and don't let anyone escape. So it's just great. It's, it's just oh, so much fun. I love it. So very excited about that coming up. Um a couple other things real quick, some PlayStation news. Uh, so the the fan in PlayStation 5, the cooling fan, this is cool. A little bit, little bit thing if you're rolling into the tech end of everything. Um, it can be optimized with online updates. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's it basically the physical, the physical fan is going to be, it's going to have programming. And so if they need to optimize it, if they find like a way to optimize it better, they can literally just throw it in a patch and then your fan will operate differently. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Especially if you have certain games that are going to tax your PlayStation 5 more than others, then it will know to, you know, possibly, you know, yeah. work a little harder. You know what I mean? So that's pretty cool so yeah i'm excited about that um also playstation news we have a a halloween sale going on on the playstation store um just to run through them real quick uh alien isolation the collection is only nine bucks what Uh, oh shit yeah i know (laughs) um crash team racing and spyro is 37.49 so that's all three spyro games remastered plus crash team racing what? So, oh, that's I know. Dope. I just have the the Insane Trilogy, so I'm just missing those other two for on the PlayStation. Exactly. They also have the Insane Trilogy plus Crash Team Racing for thirty seven forty nine. So either of those. Mm. Yeah. Dark Dark Cloud one and two are six dollars, and I love Dark Cloud. That oh. is a series that needs to come back. So, um, Darkest Dungeons at seven forty nine. Um, let's see. I'm not trying to go through all these. Uh, the Dooms are really cheap. Doom 93 is 250 
Doom two that. classic is two fifty. Doom three is five bucks. That's good. And then Doom Eternal is thirty, of course. Yeah. Um, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot Deluxe Edition is not very cheap. It's still forty three dollars. Um, <laughs> but if you're a Dragon Age fan, Dragon Age Inquisition is five dollars. Um, just trying to go through the easy, fun ones that we would actually care about. Um, Neo is ten dollars. Oh damn. Yeah, that's a pretty popular game. Primal's five dollars. That I'm actually give Primal a chance at that price. Um, let's see, we're almost done here. It's alphabetical, so uh, the order is ten, and I really wanted to play the order and never had a chance. So I might that might mm-hmm. be my chance now. Thief is only two dollars. Oh shit! Yeah, that's that's a really good price for Thief. Um, and then, uh, last of all, it, for those of you ready for Watch Dogs three, you can get Watch Dogs one and two for fifteen dollars. <laughs> so. Uh, now Watch Dogs 1 was kind of a bummer. I didn't really get very, very far in it. I thought it was kind of boring. Um, but Watch Dogs 2 apparently was a lot better. So, And then my last bit of PlayStation news. Uh, any of you who own a PlayStation know that you uh, have themes. So you can change what the uh, desktop of your uh, PlayStation looks like. Uh, I have a really cool Persona 5 one that has music attached and everything. Uh, well, PlayStation added a new theme. It's free. You just have to go download it. And it's for Black Lives Matter. Um, yeah. It's really cool. It's got like an upraised fist and stuff. The colors are really cool. Um, and uh, basically, um, it, it's just film showing support for the Black Lives Matter movement uh, and kind of in the pattern of a bunch of video game companies that have done the same thing. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm probably not going to download it simply because I really like my Persona 5 one. Um, so, but yeah, check that out if that's something that interests you. And then my last thing is a bit of news about D&D. Um, so for those who don't play D&D, uh, they release books regularly with updates, whether it's adventures, new rules, new options, new monsters, things like that. Uh, the last one we got was a uh, new adventure, uh, which was uh, which is really great. I'm still reading it and I really enjoy it. And the next one is going to be a bunch of rules adaptations. Well, sometimes companies not actually uh who own, don't actually own D will put out their own supplements and most of the time they're not the best but cobalt press is a company that puts out some that are actually really good and uh they just released and this is out now a new uh book with uh supplemental monsters and it's called tome of beasts 2 and it, it is compatible with fifth edition dungeon dragons and it's a standalone bestiary with over 400 different monsters so That's the cool thing is the di- yeah the digital version is only twenty dollars so I might I might actually get this mm-hmm. um, but it ranges from high level threats like ancient imperial dragons and demon lords to weirder creatures like the and I'm gonna quote this this is the whole name of one creature snake with a hundred mage hands oh my god <laughs> I want to fight that thing so bad or the very seasonal snow terror which looks like Frosty the Snowman pulled straight out of hell so nice. Um, and this is cool. Uh, apparently, this one is um, going to have quite a bit of non-European folklore-inspired stuff. Um, and then also some are going to be more like Viking. Um, so, like, it's just kind of a wide variety of things. Um, so, And it mostly just kind of fills in the gaps. So, like, uh, in D&D 5th Edition, if you're a really big fan of the Fae, 
like fairy and stuff. There's almost none in D&D 5th edition for some reason. This book has 40 new fae. So it just kind of fills in the gaps. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited. There's a lot of things I can go ahead and plug into Adventures. Um, so yeah, the PDF version is uh, relatively cheap. You want a hardcover version is the typical D&D $50, which is a real bummer, but at least they only come out once every few months. You know, it's not like I drop $50 on comics every week. So, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Ain't that a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, right? So. <laughs> All right. So that's everything I got for gaming news. Did you have anything else? Um, well, depending on when this episode comes out and the sales still on, uh, well, first and foremost, fuck Jeff Bezos. But on Amazon, you could pre-order uh, Cyberpunk for fifty dollars over the sixty bucks for the for the physical copy specifically. Nice. Um, yeah. So there was that one. I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Awesome. Well, then we're going to go ahead and talk about what we've been playing. And this should not take long for me. Uh, I've been moving this week, so I didn't have a lot of time to sit down and play games. But I did have a few things. Um, I went ahead and played some Hearthstone. And uh, we're well into the Halloween uh, expansion uh, that they do every year. It's a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, just grinding out some coins. Uh, once again, I just love Hearthstone because you don't actually have to spend any real money on it. You can if you want to speed it up. But to be honest, two days worth of dailies and you have enough to buy a pack. And so, I mean, it's it's if you don't mind popping on for like 30 minutes a day and doing your dailies, then you can get your own you know collection. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. Um, also, uh, as far as fantasy football goes, I won this week. Yay. Uh, so that takes me to three and three. Um, and next week, I haven't looked at who my opponent's going to be yet. Um, oh, I'm going to kill him. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so he's only protected for 50 points. But I did lose another starter uh, to my team yet again. So that means I've lost like four or five starters now, um, which is brutal. Uh, this is the one I picked up to back up my running back, and he's hurt now. Um, it looks like it's a high angle sprain, so he's gonna. There's a good chance he'll be out on the IR. So yeah, great. Luckily, I already have his backup. So yeah. Um, but yeah, so that went pretty well for me. Then um, also, we can talk about Pokemon Go. So oh, this yes. weekend was uh, Charmander Woo! Celebration Day, and um, was it Charmander? Yeah, it was Charmander, right? Y- yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I ended up with three shinies. Nice. Uh, how many did you end up with? I'm pulling it up right now, but keep going. Okay. Um, so uh, I caught those. I also grinded out a lot of the uh, the quests. I was able to get some things done that I have been putting off. Like I had one for send 10 gifts to friends, and my friends kind of just disappeared for a while. So oh, I was yeah. Like, I did that one too. You, you're you're pretty steady. Like you're pretty much the only one I could count on to be there all the time. So <laughs> I was just waiting on that. And then luckily and Jesse showed back up and did a couple. You know, so. and I got I got seven of them. Oh Jesus, dude! <laughs> so um, <laughs> yeah, I did that. Um, I also uh, was able to evolve my Phoebus finally. Yay! And so I got my Melodic, which is really cool. I don't have a really good water Pokemon, so I'm really happy to have that. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to come in handy, I think, especially as I start going probably in the Great League. I think it's where I'll top it out. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else as far as this, as far as uh, Pokemon Go goes for me. 
Um, no, just, I mean, I grinded out a lot of Charmanders, really. It's the big thing. And, yeah. um, yeah, uh, I'm stuck on when it comes to like the missions, I'm stuck on a bunch of things that are like a real pain in the butt to do. So like I bought the, the store, uh, the, the Charmander missions from the store. Oh yeah. Me too. But I bought it right the last minute on impulse. So I didn't have time to even finish the first round, which is to catch 15 Charmander. Oh no shit. Yeah. So currently, (laughs) currently my missions are, I, what I have pending are catch 15 Charmander battle another trainer 15 times. Mm-hmm. Take a snapshot of Loudred. Oh goddamn! Uh, I need one more candy for the e- inter Eggstein development one. <laughs> uh, catch fifteen Magic Harp. Trade three Pokemon with a friend, and none of my friends local can trade. Uh, and catch a Ditto, which yeah, still fuck. Yeah, dude, I catch everything too, and and apparently I just got a candy. So as I was sitting here, <laughs> it was so cool. I got that one done. Um, was that the, the Charmander one? Are you still on the, was that the first page still? Oh, oh yeah. First page. Uh, I think the third page has another catch another 15 Charmander. Of course it does. <laughs> so, yeah, but I mean, uh, Charmander comes up on the daily thing a lot. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so as I just uh, got that one, I actually finished that quest, and it's a toxic croak I'm catching as we speak. So <laughs> I'm doing that. Um, other than that, there's only two games I actually sat down and played at all. Uh, the first was Apex, because I need to start catching up on Apex, and I, I'm just so behind. And uh, you got to keep up with the dailies, you know. So yeah. that's that's been a, a challenge, I'll say. And then uh, the only other thing is I did play some Fall Guys because we got the new season. Mm-hmm. And I've uh, been playing that. It's interesting. There are some real pain in the ass missions or things now. <laughs> All the medieval stuff. Man, some of it's brutal. <laughs> and I think the fan base somehow got more toxic. I no don't shit. understand. Like, it's <laughs> it's just brutal. Like, people intentionally losing just to cost you the game and stuff like that. So, oh, yeah. I feel like that really picked up to be like the, yeah, the challenge of to be the 33rd out of 34th place and just see how many can hold out. Like, assholes. Yeah. It's the worst. So, yeah. Plus, team, like, your team is always garbage no matter what. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's, I just can't get away from it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been, pl- I've been playing that a bit. Uh, just a game or two when I have a second. Not really like focusing on it too hard. Um, again, I'm, I've been really busy. So uh, that's pretty much it. The only thing I want to talk about is D&D. We ended up not playing last week. And the reason for that is because um, Liz's husband uh, had to work. And then uh, one of our players, Manda, uh, she wasn't feeling well. So she couldn't play either. So it was only three of the players and myself. And... We know we're starting a new campaign after this next session because this next next session is the end of the adventure. And so we just spent the time making our new characters. And so um, we're going to be playing in Eberron, which is like steampunk, but magical. And mm. it's going to be a detective agency that they're running. And uh, we're basing it around one of Liz's characters that she's played in the past that we really enjoy. She's going to be bringing him back. His name is Krumpet Telandril Evenstar because he is a half elf and his mother is an elf fangirl and when she named him 
because the dad left. Uh, when she named him, she named him what she thought an elven name would sound like with no experience whatsoever with elves. So she named him Crumpet, which is literally Crumpet with an umlaut, and Talandral Evenstar, which just makes me and Liz laugh so very hard. So um, he, uh, he is a rogue inquisitive. He's very... Um, what's the word we use for him? He's just very dramatic. He like flops down on couches and sighs dramatically. He's just a great character. And he is the creation of Liz because Liz only played orcs. And I told her, I challenged her to make a character that wasn't an orc. And then she's like, you know, something else. And I'm like, no, just make something completely different. She hates elves. So she's like, I'll make an elf. And then she made an elf basically to make fun of elves. And then it ended up becoming her favorite character. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah so yeah everything's based around him he's the lead detective uh to round out the crew we have jess who is playing a human artificer who has a secret past (laughs) um we have uh our friend lance who's going to be playing a warforged barbarian um and we're very excited about him because he's gonna be like a former mercenary and it's gonna be a lot of fun uh, and then Evan, after he got off work, came by and made his character, and he's playing a tiefling warlock. And none of us have ever played. Well, I've played a warlock in other war- groups, but no one in my group has ever played a warlock, so they don't really know how it works. So they could discover how great warlocks are because they're really weird and OP at times. Nice. Um, the last one is going to be Manda's character. Manda is making a shifter, which is kind of like a descendant of a lycanthrope. You can't full on shift, but like you can like grow claws or teeth or. You know, you can track by scent, but you don't get the full transformation. And she's going to play like an urban ranger type. So basically like a bounty hunter. Uh, so, yeah, they all kind of have tools that lends itself towards a detective agency. I'm writing the adventure entirely myself. So it's going to be very story based. And um, all of us, except for Lance, I believe, Lance and Evan, are writers. And we all used to write together on a message board, like writing stories back and forth. And so we're going to incorporate that into our adventure where we're literally going to script out everything as it happens and like turn it into a story people can read and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited though. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We will start or, or we're going to end this next, uh, this current adventure tomorrow as of time of recording. So Wednesday and, uh, then, yeah, I'm excited to go from there. So, um, I'll definitely keep you giving you guys updates about that. Uh, that is everything I have played. Josue, what about you, man? Okay, so I had to play a few things this week. And first and foremost, is let's start with the shittiest thing. Steve on Smash. I don't <laughs> get it. And it's only because, yeah, I don't play Minecraft. So and, and, and I guess like the whole point about Smash and how great characters are is how much they cater to like where they come from, like how much I, I love Terry because I don't have to leave the A button if you do everything perfect, which is great. <laughs> um, but I don't get it. <laughs> I feel like such a like boomer, just like not understanding what the fuck I'm supposed to do with Steve. Um, I get the digging around and find, wait until you get the right one to go back to your box and trade it in for a better, like the gold or uh, diamond um, weapons. But I don't got time for that shit. I got to fight. Like, <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, so that happened um, that he came out and he's, he's fine. He, he can be pretty powerful. Um, it wasn't as bad as like when I first, when I first got Byleth and I almost three stalked her. Uh, but it, it was a good match. Anyway. Um, 
so I did that. Um, I got to visit a friend for the first time, and I think I haven't seen this guy like all year because of COVID and sucks. So it was safe enough to go to go visit him since obviously it's been more than two weeks since I've seen him and he's been okay. So um, yeah, so we played that, and of course I just lost epically and there was just no competition the guy's just too good at fucking smash and ugh. but what i did win at was mario kart and that felt good because i am the king at mario kart 8 deluxe or regular it doesn't matter mario kart 8 is my shit um so we did that but the main thing we played there was my favorite board game power grid Oh man, we finally, Sochi and I finally <laughs> played a game that wasn't just two player. <laughs> and it was so enjoyable. God damn, to just have an, just like another strategy just playing around you or with you. It's really cool. Um, the reason why I love Power Grid, I'll explain the game a little bit. Um, it's, I like to say it's like the love child between Settl- Settlers of Catan and Ticket to Ride. Mm-hmm. But there's, def- there's definitely more elements to it. The way the hmm. game plays out, it's, um, the ob- okay, the object of the game is by the end, so, yeah, anywhere from three player and so forth, uh, first person to 17 wins. The first person who can power the, the most power plants by then wins. Now, to power the power plants is obviously literally the journey. And each round kind of consists of five steps. The first step is obviously everybody starts with money because we're going to get some bidding wars. The first, the first step is bidding, and you bid for your power plant. Now, power plants can range between, because we're going to get into some resources. Um, and so, yeah, so the power plants can be powered by coal, oil, garbage, uranium, and then there's also some uh, wind factories. Garbage. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, so, anyway, um, so you bid for your power plants first. And and they go, they go in order. Like, there's an, a set order of who, who, gets, who gets to initiate the bid and, and how we can go from there instead of all at the same time. Say like there's a power plant that can you can mix and match coal or oil like two of them and it can power uh, one house or one one yeah one power plant um, and there's another one that is pretty much like one garbage can power two uh, power plants obviously that's the better one so when it comes down to bidding it's like I want that garbage one for eight dollars for eight dollars it'll be your turn to try to outbid me for that one if you do want it you could pass and is in case you want in case you're seeing some like in the market. There's two rows for the power plants. You can see the future market, but you can't bid on those. So you can kind of wait your turn to see if you can test your luck and see if that next better one will surface up to the ones that you can't get. Once everybody gets power plants, now it's time to get um, resources to to be able to power plant, uh, power said power plants. Um, and at this point, it takes a really cool turn because obviously it's a, it's a game. You want to win. That's the whole point to play. But the way kind of almost like balances it out is that if you're ahead uh, at one point, once the game starts rolling and you do have more like more power plants than I do, obviously you're ahead at that point. When it comes down to buying the rest of the stuff like resources and being able to build um, the person who is ahead gets to go gets to pick last since you're obviously Mm -hmm. in first place. Get the other get the people uh, get the get the people who are struggling the cheaper stuff because it does become an economy. So now the resources, buying the resources, like yeah, each each person takes their turn. You can buy up to, you can double the amount of resources that you can get. So like when I my example, um, you can mix and match coal and oil, like two coal and oil for one power plant. You can have four uh, f- uh four resources on your card, mix and matching. Over on the garbage, you can only have two. 
um, total like, at a time. Um, hmm. So everybody has resources. Next, we build. And again, for a person who's last, um, all the way to who's ever leading, um, we go in that order. And you get to pick your spots. And now there's so many different maps for this. Like the 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 initial game has um, a German side and uh, the U.S. side. And after that, there's like a uh, like a China and a- uh, Asia side or uh, a different part of Asia side. There's like a France oh. and it- Italy one. There's like a they made so many different maps and they and they work so well. Like it's it's just such a fun game. And so then the last step is bureaucracy. And so at that point, you give me the resources you want up to how many ever want you want to power up power up to and then i give you um money in return for those and then pretty much like the round starts over and it's just ah, god it's it's almost like i want to also compare compare to risk it can just get like almost like not heated but in a way where you just you just have to think about those three four steps ahead because you don't necessarily always want to be winning you want to be in the sweet spot in the middle because you want to be able to get your resources early before they get more expensive because shit does shit get expensive and then you don't have enough money to be able to bid for the ones you do want for the next turn. Uh, Anyway, it's just such a fucking fun game to play. It literally takes about two hours per three hours for if if there's like a new player, just so, so it can kind of go slower, slow at a time and introduce introduce a good game. But once you start, once you know the game, you come back to it. It's still literally just a a two hour session of a game. I just, uh, I love it so much. Yeah, there's nothing sweeter than that surprise win in Catan when people don't realize you have the longest road. Oh, oh, I know. We come back to that, or it's just like, okay, okay, (laughs) longest road puts me at nine, and surprise, I had a victory point. Oh, so good. (laughs) It's great. I'm I'm actually undefeated at Catan. Really? Oh, we gotta play. I want to change that. Liz uh, keeps trying, and eventually her and her husband teamed up on me, and I still beat them. So. Oh my god, that's so fucked up. Though. <laughs> um, like, yeah, I love it when I have like longest, lo- uh, largest army or longest road, and I, I'm, I'm pretty much like when I know I'm at nine, and I'm just fishing for that victory point. I just like give me two development cards next year. Yep. Development card, development <laughs> card. I could do something about it, like just building the last fucking settlement, like. I'm wasting all these resources where I just could have already had the extra settlement, but nope, I want to win my way. And I fucking lost that way just because I just wanted to fish out that fucking victory point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, but yeah, that's basically power grid. There's a, there's a, a little bit more to it. That's basically me giving like the sweet, the, the simple rundown of how each step works, but yeah, it's just so much fun. I, I just, I, I love this game to bits. Um, but yeah, there was that, uh, Pokemon Go really quick. Yes, I mentioned my seven uh, Char- shiny Charmanders, which is a disappointment. <laughs> also the same as last time. Like I, I should have gotten way more Porygons than than like when I got like twenty Gastlys. Um, but yeah, other than that, the best I could do was like that ninety three Charmander. I couldn't couldn't score a perfect one, but oh well, I'll find I'll find mine. Um, <laughs> yeah, other than like that, uh, that's it for Pokemon Go. Um, what else did I play? Yeah, those two, those two. And now for the main game, my next res- my next Resident Evil entry, and that was the best one, arguably, Resident Evil Four. It's the best one. There's no argument. <laughs> <laughs> okay, honestly, the two two remake does give it a run for its money, but mm. okay. <laughs> I love that you're not being chased by an invincible monster the entire game. <laughs> like... I mean, that's true. Um, except for just that. okay, so. I also I do remember four very very fondly, 
which is why, to my surprise, it's like four wasn't as perfect as I remember it. <laughs> it, 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 it was still, it still had its flaws, just like any other game. But man, was I used to just like the new and pretty of like the two and three remake that I totally yeah. forgot about the actual locked like third person camera. Like oh, I, yeah. I, I kept trying to do like the walking sideways, but looking at the camera behind me while I'm walking forward, and mm-hmm. it's just like, nope, you. You just can't do that in this game. It's not. It's not like modern games at all. It's still very much stuck in the past and and, and it, with its own programming. So it took me a while to get to get used to that. Like a while. Like two two village towns worth to just try to not get bogged down by the fucking camera work. Well, it's a good thing the game doesn't drop you in the deep end immediately. I think my favorite thing about the game is you literally walk into town, you're like, hey, what's going on? And then like 30 zombies show up. You're like, what the fuck, man? Seriously. <laughs> Rudest village ever. Do you ever uh, have you ever heard the, the MC Chris thing about it? The what? MC Chris. Do you know who MC Chris is? No. Okay. He does this bit comparing Kingdom Hearts 2 to Resident Evil 4. And mm-hmm. it's so funny. I have to send it to you. But it's basically like talking about how Kingdom Hearts 2, it's just like, you're not even the main character. The main character is Sora. You're Roxas. And he's like, you're just doing these jobs and making money <laughs> to go to train ticket. He's like, meanwhile, Resident Evil 4, it's like, zombies coming up to hell right now. <laughs> like, it's like, shoot him in the head. Shoot him. You don't need to load that shotgun. We did that shit for you. <laughs> like, It's just so funny, dude. Like, So I always think of that when I think of Resident Evil 4. So. <laughs> uh, no, th- this is great. This, this is one I, I beat like countless times on the PS2. Like up until mm-hmm. like so many playthroughs to where I had the infinite rocket launcher to get like all, all the way up until like a million, like the money, whatever the fuck. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I played this shit over and over again. So it was very familiar to me. It was like nothing about this thing was remotely scary or like the way I was with two and three, the remakes. Um, yeah. But shit, still, it's it's still very fun. Like, it obviously, it's definitely not as scary. It was very more on the on the action side. Just the the the, the way it just change it, it changes up the whole formula. And yeah, for the better, sure. Like it, it did give like a whole new like interesting vibe on like okay, like these aren't zombies, but why? And that was always the big question on like where are we going? Where are we going with this? And like Las Plagas and. It was still pretty cool. I was like a parasite like thing to make to turn people into zombies, like zombie like, and then like the way they kind of ran, ran with it with five and six, um, but yeah. shit. So <laughs> it was just so easy. It, it might have been because I'm just I, I just remember it so fondly. But like mm-hmm. none of the bosses were like remotely intimidating. Honestly, even less so this time. Like the first time you but you fight. Uh, I think his name is Ramon, Ramon, like the big tall guy, the big stern tall guy, like the, the first boss, the first main boss. Yeah. It was just straight up just shotgun to the waist. And that, that was it. Or, and then just run across, across the hallway because he was kind of just like stepping too close to me. And then just like going back to that. Mm-hmm. Even, even fucking uh, Salazar, the the, 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 the fucking kid when he co- becomes a giant the one, monster. The one you tweeted about. <laughs> oh no! Oh, I'll get to Krauser, but the one before him, the, the the little the little boy who's like who's like old as fuck anyway, um, yeah, and yeah. he turns a giant monster. Uh yeah, I only died one time, and that was because I thought I could just like blast my way to like through him, and, and then it just it did it did like a one shot hit on me. So like, okay, cool, lesson learned. Uh, I'll dodge it the next time. <laughs> literally, do- literally dodged that first move, 
and didn't move for my second move and i killed him <laughs> with the with the magnum because it is like the boss gun but it was just yeah. straight up a couple of, a couple of headshots and that was it now with krauser krauser was one i fucking hated fighting before even with like up until i kind of had the the infinite uh rocket launcher way back when i fucking hated getting to this part because yeah like an idiot i would just try to shoot to the like to the chest the head at some point he does open up but i would never really be shooting at the shooting at the at the legs well because i was used to uh two and three just recently and that's all pretty much all i had to do and also because of my whole my whole way up until krauser and four to preserve him i'd literally just be like kneecapping people and just like knifing everybody so yeah like nothing that i would do before only this time i actually I actually attempted this strategy with krauser with the fucking um uh yeah, the Magnum, the Broken Butterfly, and he literally open up every time. He like, make sure you're on top of your shit and you're and you're getting your collectibles and you're combining them so you can sell them and tune up all your guns appropriately. But he mm-hmm. literally like like just like a punk, just like open up every uh, after every shot. It'll be a kneecap, fucking headshot, headshot, and it's just one of the easiest fights I've ever done in video games, like as far as boss fights and shit like i literally thought i was gonna have to use up like the one free rocket launcher that they give you on him because i, I, was, I was really trying to save that one for the final final boss which yeah. i did um but damn it so i was i was pretty like disappointed but kind of proud of myself on how i dealt with krauser this time around and just like well fuck yeah um <laughs> but yeah and, and the last one i thought it was gonna be like the one rocket to to um sadler that's what his name to lord sadler and no, there's a little bit after that. I thought I really thought it was because I, I thought it was rockets were just like a one hit KO, but I guess they had like a little bit left over. So I thought I was gonna struggle because he kind of wiped wiped me out, wiped out all my um herbs. And he, but stupid me, I did I did spend all of my leftover most of my leftover herbs on Ashley because I hadn't spent any on her to to raise her life with like the yellow herbs. I was just yeah. selfishly just raising mine the literally the whole game. And once I was maxed out, then I could focus on her. Uh, and so I had like literally every, I, I capped her at the end still. And that's where all, all those extra ones went. So I could have been like at the end, I could have had a little bit safer, like last fight, but it was a very, very close call. I just couldn't remember where the fuck uh, Ada throws the special rocket um, to actually mm. end the whole thing. I was literally running circles. I couldn't find the fucking corner where she throws it. So, <laughs> so yeah, that, and I was, I was at red too. I was trying to avoid every fucking hit. Um, so does this game deserve a remake like two and three did? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, honestly. Yes. Like, like four, like it's, it's so nostalgic and it's still perfect in its own way. Like to, to definitely feel those times or to go back and just like play such a, such a great old game. Mm-hmm. But so were two and three, like those are still beloved, beloved as well. So does it deserve like that remake touch? Oh, yes like some of the puzzles could just be expanded some of the villages could just be a little bit harder uh the controls could be updated oh absolutely the controls that's what i'm thinking about you know (laughs) (laughs) oh yes that for sure was gonna come um but yeah no expanding some of like some of the cutscenes or not cutscenes but like just making it feel a little bit a little bigger because i don't know it, it does at some parts it just feel, it does feel kind of contained or when you look when you buy the map and you look at it you can kind of see like oh i just need to go there and come back or been there done that and mm. where it's like with the remake you can definitely kind of just like expand on, onto these towns or just like like throw out like other little nooks and just like where it's definitely we could have more villagers around 
<laughs> but that being said, I don't know if it's because of the difficulty, even though you only have normal and professional. I don't know if you remember this. After you def- after you finish like a chapter, it'd be it would tell you like your your score, like it's uh, your hit ratio, enemies killed, and how many times you've died. It's mm-hmm. I I could never I could never understand this. It could be just professional, but at the same time, why why is it giving me a different difficulties numbers on normal? Anyway, what I'm trying to get at is that by the middle, honestly, early on, but by the for sure by the middle of the game and so forth, um, the the total enem- enemies that you could have killed is like in the three digits, where like you kind of just like for sure probably killed maybe of up upwards up to forty fifty. So it's like, mm-hmm. where are the rest of these fucking people that I didn't even kill? <laughs> and even then, do I, is there even enough ammo to kill these people? Like, where are they? Uh, yeah. So I, I've honestly never figured that that shit out. Like, where where all of those hidden enemies are? Because it's, it's honestly, it's not that I'm like I'm I'm literally checking every hallway like I do every game. So it's not it's not like I'm avoiding parts of the game. Like, no. So yeah. I'm like, I've I've, I've, really, I've really never figured that shit out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but even like even the bosses could be better on a remake. Like. Uh, the lago, like the, the like the fucking like yeah, the Loch Ness monster thing you fight, los gigantes like could be like way more menacing, or just like the the way like the how they really up the difficulty now with the remakes, like those gigantes could just be like a total force, like tyrants that you can actually kill or do something about, but mm. still like non stopping getting getting just to your face would be so fun. So I would definitely welcome a, a Resident Evil Four remake. Yeah. Ooh. But among all, like all this rambling and all this ranting is, I can't stop the inevitable. The next one I'm playing is Resident Evil 7. And <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> You're skipping five? Well, I mean, I, I was never going to play five or six to begin with. Because even then I I did just watch like the cutscene movies of zero and one. Just because mm-hmm. just I, I knew I had two and three on hand and all four on the Switch as well. And I got like seven, like way, like, when like the pandemic kind of first started and they had like crazy sales, it was like the it was like the gold edition was like up for like twenty five or thirty bucks. It was like I had to I had to get it. It was only a matter of time of when I was gonna get around to it. And it's like yeah. oh, I'll just wait till October. Well, it's now October and now I actually have to do it. So <laughs> expect me to be scared shitless for the next two weeks because I don't think I'm gonna do this one as fast like as like two, three, and well for sure four. Um, yeah, but yeah, but for sure I'm, I'll be watching five and six like just the uh, the cutscenes for sure. Cause I, I did play five like back in the 360 when I had it, and it was like, all right, well, this game fucking sucks. Um, yeah, pretty much. And then, and then six <laughs> just got like just shat on, so I was like, well, definitely gonna avoid that one. And then, but and then everybody just prayed to seven for all of its glory. So I was like, uh, I, I should play it for just the shit for me loving horror and video games, but do I want to put myself through it? Well, now I have to. I still maintain. The series peaked with four. It's I don't see it going up anywhere. You know what I mean? Like that's well, I've always been curious. Uh, I've always been curious on and and been uh, been pretty good at avoiding the spoilers because apparently like there's something that happened in seven that kind of I guess ties it together or something or something cool happens in seven that just almost like it rebirthed the series. So because yeah, definitely four was. I know what happened. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's there, but it's it's not substantial. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess you could say you know it's a very interesting and important part of the lore, but yeah, yeah. 
It is weird. Okay, well, I can't wait. <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but other than that, those are basically basically the things I played this week. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us here on Respawn Ready. Uh, hopefully, Crozen will be back with us next week to share with us what he's been playing and go over all the news with you guys. We are getting very, very, very close to the launch of the next generation. Um, I personally don't have a console reserved yet. I don't think you do either, Hostway, right? No, I don't. I think Jesse and Thomas both do. Um, so maybe they'll be able to pop on once the consoles are out and tell us about it. And if they go on uh, pre-order again, I will be obtaining one. So I don't care mm-hmm. if I have to stay up all night. Uh, so <laughs> we'll get we'll get to you with that information. Uh, but of course, we'll have a lot of news leading up to that. And we'll, ke- we'll keep you up to date as best as we can. Uh, but thank you so much again, once again, for joining us. You can always check us out at geek-network.com. You can check us out on Twitter at GN Podcasts. Uh, and as always, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Have a wonderful day. This has been a Geek Network production.